what is going to happen after COVID to Disney? Disney has a company. Disney has a theme park, cruise line, and everything else. All that and more on this episode of My Disney Addiction Podcast. Oh, yeah. All right. Hey, guys. Before we do anything or talk about anything, please make sure you subscribe, like, and comment on the video below because that helps out this channel a lot. So just saying thank you very much for doing that quick subscribe button. You can choose to get notified on a few of our videos, all of our videos, or none. Either way, subscribing really helps out this channel. Yep, and ring that lot. bell so you know whenever we drop new content. That's what I just said. I like repeating things a different way. I so just said that. Can, uh, I just said that. <laughs> can uh, see where we're coming from. All right, you guys. So without further ado, we have your 1,000th happy haunt, your ghost host himself, Chris. What's up? What up? <laughs> and we have Disney Detective. There Great. we go. Look at that. The perfect hype, man. I love it. I love it. That's right, folks. I'm your magical source on everything Disney. There you go. There you go. Guys, we have uh, the Mickey Mouse Cup. Monsters, Inc. Cup. And we got some new. can barely see them. Yeah. But these are Disney Pass Holder coasters. Ooh, snap. I got this about two years ago when I went to the Food and Wine Festival. Rest in peace, 2020. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, so got this as a nice little annual pass holder gift, and uh, just just broke it out of the box today. Figured we'd uh, we'd live large and we'd have some yeah. some drinks while we do this podcast. Of course, mine's water. Yep. Not, not as fun as Chris over there. I uh, got Dr. Pepper as usual, guys. Come on, let's be honest. Everybody who knows me knows that I love Dr. Pepper. It's no joke it up in good. here. So we're gonna jump right into it today, folks. Let's yep. talk about what's gonna happen to Disney after. This is all gonna be um, our speculations, our, our opinions. Opinion, what we think's gonna go. Please let us know your thoughts too. We'd uh, love to hear you. So some of the stuff is we're gonna be basing this kind of off some of the recent um, news that's come out, things like that. Developments. Um, but kind of looking into the future, what do we think? So yeah. let's start off with the biggest news that's come out recently. Um, if you guys haven't heard, 28,000 cast members have been released, terminated, let go, um, been given uh, a pass to pursue other uh, career dreams, Yes, whatever the case may be. Devastating, devastating news. Never thought that this would happen. And, th and that amount is just coming, like just out of Disney World, right? No, it's coming it together of Disneyland and Walt Disney World? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not just Disneyland, Disney World. I mean, I think it's a, like across the company a lot oh, of different. Okay. But mainly, it's the theme parks we're yeah. talking about. I mean, Disney World and Disneyland, some of the biggest employers. I mean, Walt Dis like Disney World is one of the biggest employers in the entire world. I know, and and to think of it too, I've, I always like telling this fact to people: um, Walt Disney World or the Disney Company itself, they are the number one or the number two purchaser of uh, pyrotechnics behind the U.S. military. Yep. Yeah, I mean. Haven't you ever thought of like, wow, Disney does fireworks just multiple Every, times a day. Multiple times a Every day, day, however many days a year. Yeah. Disneyland, Disney World, you know, Tokyo Disney, Disney all Seas, the other parks, yeah. all the parks, the cruise lines. Like there's a lot of pyrotechnics. There's money in pyrotechnics, folks. Yeah. Disney and will be it. So, um, yeah, great. So what do you think about that? Like 28,000 cast members. I mean, that's pretty hard to believe. I mean. It is. It is. I sort of have a different... Uh, uh, I guess sense about it just because I have a couple of friends who are cast members at Disney yep. um, in, in varying locations but 
they've been put through the ringer. It's been a roller coaster since COVID struck and you know Disney decided to actually close down yeah. their parks in March. Like I never thought that would ever happen. But I think there was a um, short time Disney did that after 9-11. I think it was like for like Oh, a week did they? Okay. After 9-11. Um, sure. I think I'm not 100% sure, sure on that one but, but one of the things though is kind of insane to think about is that Disney closed the parks and they put people on furlough um, starting right afterwards now other companies they let people go right away because they knew it would be a huge thing now Disney they did do the furlough thing for months and months and months and now right you know now they decided like we have to let people go and this is more of like closing in on being a temper uh, sorry a permanent thing where yeah. it's like this is the way of life now for theme parks for entertainment <laughs> i mean because it's, it's one crazy. of those i mean i'm going to give disney their dues i mean they put people on furlough trying to and hoping that things would change right. and they've it, done their best in it, this unprecedented time and so i mean things just had to come and it was like i get it disney's a business they're not they're not a nonprofit. They're not here to just give things away for free. I mean, that's a huge company. Right. I mean, twenty-eight thousand people. You know, salaries, and regardless of what you feel about the amount of money that is, you got salaries, benefits. You know, being able to have you know annual passes for your for you. I mean, that's millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yes. So it's one of those things where it's like I get it. It sucks, but Disney is a business at, at the end of the day. Right, and you know, I think they've been doing like a good job just trying to play it day by day, um, but clearly massive restructuring was in the cards and it's gonna continue to happen. Like, for a fact, I was supposed to be in Walt Disney World this week. Yep. Yep, so. I was supposed to be in Disney World back in September. Right. Yeah, so I mean, well, we didn't cancel it because of COVID. It was more of a family, um, issue but we, we did because of COVID right yeah uh, um, but we rescheduled it for January so um, hopefully in like these three short months maybe some changes will happen because I know that currently right now they're limiting your park hopping mm -hmm. nature so it's like you go to one park a day so you have to what Greg's saying is when you sign up for a Disney trip what you have to do is you have to choose a park and that's your park for the day there is no Disney hopping like park hopping right now right um, so when you choose a park you have to be in that park the whole day which essentially amounts to you're buying one day passes for your whole trip pretty much yeah because I remember when they released that news and we were getting ready to uh, like pick our park for our week um, the site crashed so many people were on it you know when they opened up the metaphor yeah the metaphorical gates and it was just a madhouse like we we couldn't get our um our first picks and we were a part of the annual pass holder group so like we got earlier access i was going to say you normal. couldn't you couldn't get your adrs no but you don't you guys don't ever do adrs no no we do don't. you know what an adr is no i have no idea <laughs> I'm, i was just advanced saying, no. dining reservation okay because you guys don't do sit down because yeah because my family's boring and they decide to do quick service instead of Hey, there are good quick services. There are, yes. Okay, but, well, let's not let's stay on track. Let's stay on track. Right. We got a lot to get through. Foodies, it's really hard to not talk about food. But anyway, um, yeah, it was it was a, a very weird time. 
Um, and I was really bummed, like they're limiting me to one park, because usually when I go, we go to at least three parks a day. And some <laughs> of the best days I've had was when I hit all four parks. Granted, I slept like a baby that night. It was the best sleeps of my life. I was so exhausted. Yeah. It's gonna be a definitely new experience as a guest when you go there. So I'm wondering if they'll change anything between now and when I go in January to see, maybe they'll, you know, uh, sort of uh, loosen up their their rules on how many parks you can visit yeah. a day. I don't know, we'll see. Well, well, only time will tell. So I mean, obviously we talked about cast members being let go. I mean, that's a tragedy right now. Cause yes. a lot, I mean, like a lot of people, like they move to a Disney park and like some people, like they retire and they just go to work for Disney for just benefits and being able to go to the parks. Right. Other people like this is, this is one of their stepping tones, the Disney college program. You have a bunch of things yep. like that. So I mean, that's a real bummer. There's a ton of, if you go on Facebook, you go online, there's a ton of places that are trying to help people um, who have those things. If right. you guys, um, one of the recommendations is, um, I don't know all the information, but if you go to the Diz Unplugged, which is another podcast travel agency, like the, uh, Diz, uh, what is it, Dreams Unlimited Travel, um, that's the agency. And then the Diz Unplugged is their podcast network um, with Pete Warner and he, they work really well to help set um, funnel people to ways to help cast members and things like that. So I would go to them. I'd go to WDW Radio with Lou Mangello, guys like that. There's tons of other podcasts out there trying to get the news out. There are ways to help cast members that are really struggling. Because in some cases, like this is this was their life. And yeah, it's a tough it's a tough hit for sure. And I'm not saying that there aren't other people in the world that have been affected by COVID. There clearly are. Um, as a Disney show, we're just trying to bring light to the fact that Disney cast members were affected by this. And if there are ways you can help, definitely, especially with the holidays coming up, it's tough, real tough. It really is, I know. And sort of, yeah, circling back to what you mentioned, how do you see Disney combating the potential for maybe future diseases or trying to limit the spread in the amount of cast members that they're gonna have in the parks? Do you think that they'll bring more, more cast members back? Do you think they'll do more rehiring? Or do you think that they'll really just try to do bare bones saying, okay, how- Okay, we'll get to that in a second, because I think that's gonna be the big wrap up True. question. Okay, gotcha. Okay, that's gonna be the big gotcha. wrap up question. Gotcha, so maybe um, I, was, I was too- Jumping the gun there. Oh, so let's talk about something else. Question. It's like, okay. uh, one of the things that we also know right now is that Disney, um, Orlando has given Disney World, because they opened up three months ago with 25% capacity. Right. And they were testing the waters there and everybody's like, oh, well, let's see what's gonna happen. Our COVID case is gonna rise. As of right now, as far as I know, I haven't heard a mass breakout of any other COVID cases going on down there. No. But Orlando has given Disney World full reign that they can open up to 100% capacity now. Now, Disney has chosen to stay at 25%. If that's the safe thing, we'll see what, like obviously that's gonna be the safer option. If that's gonna be the best choice for now, we'll see what happens down the road, but Disney can choose to do that. California is flat out making it, the governor of California is making it almost insanely hard. Like, unless everybody, you know, brings, you know, 25,000 pounds of gold with them, they're not allowed to open up. Or they just come in their own like self-contained little bubble. No, not even that, it's like literally, like you have to have a solar eclipse and a lunar eclipse at the same time. At the time. same time. <laughs> and, 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 and pigs fly, yes. and money grows on trees, and at the same time. On that day, when all those things totally realign, kind of like when Hercules, you know, all the planets align, on that day you can That's right. open up. So like, 
even or at least the Titans. Yeah, even um, Josh Demaro, you know, essentially was saying like, hey, we want to, but the governor is kind of making this really hard. And then the governor came back and said, well, you can. And then that's what I was saying. He put all these restrictions on things to the point where it was ridiculous, you know. And then Bob Iger actually, he kind of stepped away from like a position where he kind of, you know, interacted with you know the California. Um, governor and things sure. like that and step back and say essentially was saying like you are making this insanely difficult and I don't want to be a part of this anymore yeah. now. Isn't that crazy how different like it's two opposite sides of the, of the spectrum and also of the nation. Yeah. You know like physically distance wise. Disney World Walt Disney World spans over countless square miles. Yep. And just immense part of Orlando Florida and then you have Disneyland in the small part of Anaheim. Yeah. And it's so weird just to think, it's it's ironic, you think that they would be more open to having like a smaller contained Disneyland open up. Yeah. And then sort of keep a more watchful eye on Disney World. Yeah. But it's like the complete opposite. Again, it's just, you know, about the legislator, about who's, you know, running the state, all this stuff. Um, of course, we don't really know exactly how, how bad it might get if we were to just, you know, like you mentioned, just open it up 100%, 100% capacity. And I don't think we will get to that percentage for still a while. Yeah. I think Disney might, if, or whenever they do, they might go 25%, 35%, 45%, slowly see how can we, can we handle this kind of capacity right. with these things. So then we also have that. We have talks now also, if you guys haven't known, um, talks about Disney Cruise Line potentially opening back up now. Now the question is, no, actually there's been a thing where essentially that industry has gone to the vice president and been like, sure. hey, we want to do this. We're going to take different precautions. We're going to do all this stuff. And essentially, Pence is going to be talking to Trump and bringing that to him, essentially. Um, but oh. there's, so like, there's movements on that. Then the question is for Disney Cruise Line, what's the capacity going to be? Are they going to stick with what Disney World is doing? Because once again, Disney World, if you don't want to go anywhere, you can go back to your room. Now, granted, you can do that on a cruise ship, but... There's nowhere to go. You're contained to a ship. Your room is the boat. Your boat's the room. Like it's just yeah. You're yeah. You are self-contained to the extreme. So so I think if they do it, it might be like a 25% capacity. That'll be at most so 50%. Interesting because like I've been on four Disney cruises. Shout out to Disney Dream, and I forget what like the maximum capacity was. Easily like thousands, but it didn't feel like that just because it was. They, they did a great job at creating a boat to where it's like it's spaced out, you know, and um, it'd be really interesting to just go on a cruise that's only 25% capacity. It would feel almost it's like, oh, this is like our, our, our downtime, you know, it's like only employees. Yeah. Well, and that's feel really weird. So that's one thing. Let's also talk about something else is so I'm speeding through some of like the quick detail things because I want to get into perspective at the end. And that's I think we're going to be where most of our discussion is going to be. Yeah. So one of the other things is, that was big news, and this kind of happened a while ago, maybe like a month or two ago. But if you guys remember, you know, Disney fans, when Mulan skipped theaters and went straight to streaming. Yes. And we were just talking about another movie, which is Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, they're going straight to streaming. They're yep. not totally skipping movie theaters. Yeah. Well, and then you have, like, so then there's these things going on right now with what's gonna happen to movie theaters. Because yeah, movie theaters are hurting right now. I know. And like, will the only saving grace be nostalgic factors? Like, oh, hey, it'll be it'll be nice to get out of the house, go at, out and do something, have a nice, you know, bite of popcorn on the big screen. 
will that be the only saving grace for movie theaters now? Um, will they try to market it that way? Uh, or again, will we start to see more of an open concept like drive-ins? You know, because to sort of, you know, start the, the movie theater like experience up again, especially this year, you know, a lot of movie theaters around our area have decided to do like drive-ins. Drive-ins, yeah. And I've never been to one yet. Um, of course, it does harken back to like the 50s, which is like a cool time period. But I, I, I wonder if that's going to be a thing. But when you live in a state like Wisconsin where it gets cold yep. and it's cold for like six, seven, eight months out of the year, is that really conducive? Or what eight else? Eight months out of the year? Ice age. Okay. Ice age. But no, I said six, seven, eight. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be Run huge. Down. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a huge question because I think for us as fans part of the fun like I was we were kind of talking about this before we started shooting was what would have happened if Endgame instead of coming out in 2019 came out in 2020 would they have been able to because if they didn't have the box office success and they went straight to movies would they have made as much money right I don't because they, they staked everything on Infinity War right. and Endgame. You're right. It was like the biggest cliffhanger too. Yeah. Of Infinity War, so it's like, of course, people are gonna want to see it. I think it would still have made a lot of money, but how though? Exactly. I because everybody wants to see it in the theater because it didn't come out on uh, Blu-ray or you know stream. It didn't come out on Blu-ray until at least six, seven months afterwards. Right. Exactly. And then it didn't come out on the streaming services until another two or three months after that. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like looking at how are big, I don't want to say multi-billion, but like... It's big budget. Yeah, because I don't want to, because it's hard to compare things to like Harry Potter, you know, Marvel, Lord of the Rings, because those are like those things that like huge series that everybody's looking forward to. And we're not talking about Game of Thrones or things like that, which are specifically based towards TV and potential streaming. How do you have a big multi-series movie plot that gets a lot of money from the box office if you stream it. Because yeah. now you're relying on people to buy, and this is what happened with Mulan. I think a lot of people, Disney was counting on the fact that people would want to see Mulan so bad they would pay the upcharge of $30, $30 to get it. But, and then they're like, oh, well then you have it forever. I'm like, yeah, but if I'm paying for your streaming service and you put it on there eventually, then I still have it forever. So, and then the downside to that is, I buy it to have it on that streaming service that if you chose to get rid of it, I don't have it anymore. As opposed to paying it, paying for something like Movies Anywhere or Vudu, sure. where you have it anywhere at all times, as right. opposed to specifically through the Disney streaming yeah. service. Yeah, it seems like it was like a double dip almost. Yeah, um, and so people, it was very split. Like the Disney fans were very split on that. Yeah, I still haven't. I haven't seen it. I'm not, over the no, I'm not paying thirty dollars no, for that. No, me neither. Absolutely not. Me neither. I'll no. wait an extra three months and just see it for free. Well, not free, but see it for the cost I'm paying for Disney Plus, anyways. Yes, yeah. So I think I don't know how that's going to affect things in the future. Like, I just thought about this. You know, like what if COVID happened during the time that Star Wars first came out in '77, or or just try to you know put it like like a modern twist and say what if Star Wars, this unknown science fiction movie were to have come out in 2019 or 2020 um people might not have been obliged to see it just because like they wanted to stay inside yep. you know like what if we are in the midst of like the next star wars you know mm -hmm. and this 
this virus or this new way of life is preventing people from, you know, seeing it and it just won't get it as much clout. I mean, granted, maybe a little bit later on it, it, it might pick up, but I, you know, back in 77, of course, we weren't alive, but it was just like this massive shock that it just resonated with so many people and people just went out, they clamored, you know, just big lines, just massive people, like totally not respecting so social distancing norms as we know it just yeah. so just imagine like even for independent films or people trying to like, get, get their movie out there i'm sure it's even tougher now yeah it's um, i don't know how without like a big the film industry is gonna hurt oh yes yes it's really good film hurt. industry theme park industry you know certain just entertainment like Ent you got yeah. theaters like you know broadway you know other things like that that's gonna hurt a lot yep and of course we all know that restaurants are hurting too i just saw it there was an article that was just posted from where we live i think it's at the milwaukee journal sentinel mm -hmm. um i just saw well, it was an online article and they were saying estimating 33 percent of milwaukee businesses are going to close in the next six months officially 33 percent so if you think about that now in Florida, everything is open. So some of those places, if they're lucky, can somewhat recoup the cost and hopefully make it in the next year. Yeah. But they will if, be in the red for yeah. 2020. So with our governor, what he did, essentially what happens, 33% of, that's a lot. So I feel bad, like think about it. Like we were, I, I was just listening to, this, to the Diz Unplugged today and they were saying like, think about some of the new restaurants that opened at Disney Springs earlier this year. Some of them closed within three months. That's insane, yeah. So anybody who wanted to start a business this year, you may have been like totally, like this is gonna be insanely tough. And then you think about that for Disney people, like what happens to people who wanted to, like I said, go down there because they were hoping that they could have a career there or have like the end of their, like, you know, end of their full career, have like a re retirement career right. down at Disney or start up a career college, Disney college program. Like, this really hurt them. I know. Like, took and, it by storm. And, like, the other big news is, like, so there's two Wolfgang Pucks down at Disney. Right. Yeah. There, there's the really good, like, main restaurant that everybody absolutely loves. And then there's, like, the small, tiny, like, breakfast restaurant, like, quick serve, sure. like, very not the best kind of thing. Yeah. Well, the main one closed. So now all that people have left is this smaller one. And the main one was everybody seemed to love this wow. one. Wow. The main one closed. Well, think about it. Like, if the, if the smaller one costs less for Wolfgang Puck True. to keep open, well, close the big one because you don't want to lose money on the big one because you're definitely going to lose money real quick on that one. Sure. Get some residual income and see what happens then if they close that. Like, where we live, and I don't know how this is in Florida. I mean, Florida has opened everything back up. But, and the other thing too is like, so when people are talking about Disney and Disneyland, with what the governor in Disneyland is doing, it's really screwing people over. And think about in Florida, like they're just opened up to full capacity. Everything that essentially Disney World is the lifeline for Florida. Yeah. So, and when people are like, oh, that's not true. I'm like, what is Florida, Florida known for? The one thing, if you can name, if you say, Florida, what is the one thing generally people go to first? Retirement homes. Retirement homes. <laughs> no, I was kidding. Disney. Well, people know Disney. Yeah, Disney. And so anything within a probably, I would say, 20-mile radius of Disney World, any kind of business there is directly impacted by Disney World. You're right. Yeah, you have all these tourists coming in. Not only 
in the con like continental U.S., but we're talking about different countries too. Yeah. Like it's insane the amount of people that come here to enjoy a nice vacation. Well, think about around the world. So think about how many people are going to be affected by this. You have, um, you know, all the small resorts outside of Disney World that are around there, campsites, Airbnbs for people who don't right. go there and rent it out for spaces, all the restaurants. Like all like the business owners and convention centers and all these things, they're all within Disney World parameters. So like that's where Disney World right now, luckily the state of Florida is opening up. So I'm interested to see what's gonna happen. So now let's get I to know. the main thing, the main thing. Yes. I think this is gonna be a good question. How do you think Disney World is going to look moving forward? I have some theories um, and I'm wondering what your take on them. Yeah. gonna be. To keep it vague, different but we're gonna dive into that we're gonna dissect it really don't worry it's be more specific um, I foresee Disney being constantly cautious just because of what the ability of so many people in close proximity to each other can lead to yeah. especially now with us being fully aware of you know COVID and any other potential virus that might hit so I think that they will start to be more lenient on like where you can go on the grounds, but I think their capacity is is going to take a hit for a while. Yeah. We're not going to see record-breaking um, numbers, yeah. yeah, numbers, capacity, things like that. And I just thought of this like I I I remember going to Disney in like the late '90s, and granted, I was I was more of a kid, but you could easily walk down Main Street, and it and it would feel like it's like your own little yeah, yeah, slice yeah. Of, of the kingdom. And now like it was getting to a point where it was just insanely busy. And it's weird to think that maybe it it's reverting back to that. I mean, not by choice, but just by, you know, safety standards. Cause I have a lot of friends who are, who have gone to Disney. I've seen pictures. It, it seems like almost like a ghost town. Like there's not a lot of people around them, um, which could be nice. Like Disney has totally, um, drop the fast passes. Oh yeah, that's completely that's another, just gone. Right? Isn't that so foreign to think about? Because like you need a fast pass to get on a ride within like two hours. I can't think of in the last ten years they didn't have a fast pass right? system. So like this is completely just out of left field, and like I had to do a double take. I'm like, what? Like there aren't any fast passes? How are you going to get on the ride? Oh, stand in the queue because there's not a lot of people there. So that's that's sort of cool, and I I like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's but still I also gonna don't. exactly yeah. It's it's sort of one of those double-edged sword things. Of course, I I don't like it more than I like it, but it's like oh, that's cool that Disney doesn't have to have fast passes, so I don't have to wait three hours in line for fi flight of passage. But um, yeah, in terms of capacity, I think it'll take a hit. We will not be seeing like record-breaking, or I don't think we'll even meet. Uh, like the Disney standard for the past couple of years for a while. Like, I don't even know if we might be talking within the next five years. I have some theories. I'm interested to see what you think. Here's my okay. big theory. This is going to okay. be the rest of our discussion. Um, here's my big thought. I was, I've been talking, I've talked to my mother-in-law about this for a long time now. And she thinks Disney's going to shoot themselves in the foot. I think they are, but I think in some ways, but in other ways they're not. So we know that Disney has been increasing prices for a while now. Right. I'm not saying... Nobody says COVID is a good thing. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying 
that Disney wants this. I'm not saying that Disney is happy about this. Like, it is an awful thing. People, people have lost their lives. Families, families have been hurt. People have lost their jobs. Businesses have gone down. Like, this has been a horrible thing, and I'm right. not trying to pay, play it as anything less than that. But I think inadvertently this gives Disney the opportunity to some, for something they've always wanted, which is they can scale back as far as they need to, and now they can start building up and finding that line, that metric, where how can we keep prices higher without having as many people, therefore we don't need to staff as much, but still make sure we make the amount of money uh, that we need. Right? I see what you're saying, yeah. So they can start pushing like, okay, let's go up to 35% capacity. Can we keep charging the same amount? Or can we start raising the prices a little bit, you know, like we do every single year? Can they find that balance of like, hey, we're hitting our budget line? Because everybody knows the parks are where they make their money. Yep. It's The parks fund pretty much everything else. If they can make the money to fund everything they normally do, if that's within their budget and what they allocate the money to that they make off of this, if they can do that with 60% full capacity and go to 60% staffing or maybe even 50%, go shorter than what you actually need, right. but get the same amount of money, well, why not? I mean, it makes, I mean, as a business owner, yeah. Like, it makes sense. It's like, I can have less people on the payroll, have less people in the park so people get that enjoyable experience, but I don't have as much of a risk because there's not as many people in there. True. So they get the same amount of money that they want. It's going to be interesting, I think, and this is where me and my mother-in-law get into a disagreement where... She thinks she's that Disney's gonna cut out the middle class, so it's essentially where it's only gonna be the not the elites. We're not talking about you know like Steve Jazz, not Steve Jazz, but like um, multi-millionaires can go. It's sure. but easily like people have to probably be making eighty to a hundred thousand dollars a year, family household income or more, to be able to afford a trip like this. Right, and maybe not even once a year. Maybe they'd have to like say, once every few years. Exactly, like once every three. And so I think it's going to be interesting because I think this is going to give Disney the opportunity to find that line. Yeah. What are your thoughts? No, I think that's a very astute observation and I, I would agree with you that now's the time for them to poke and prod and sort of experiment because you still have like people getting that Disney high. Mm -hmm. You have, you know, kids who grew up with Disney who are now, you know, older, they, they have their own families, they want to go. You have kids who grew up with it who go every year like myself where I want to continue to go so you will have those diehards who um, will make it um, a point to go there if not um, once a year at least every right, few years right exactly it's it's like that that demographic you won't lose yeah um, but yeah my dad and I also brought this up it's like you get so many people like moaning and complaining about the increase in prices but they still go mm. so it's like when will it be enough for you to moan and complain and not go and I don't think Disney will ever reach that that point because um, I think there will always be a necessity for this type of vacation but yeah on back to your point I think Disney will take this opportunity to try to optimize it and maximize their cash flow to where they get the most revenues possible well I think the argument 
against my thought would be people saying, that's a good point, but Disney's lost essentially six months worth of business from the parks. Right. They need to recoup that money. Yeah, and when you think about it, sure, when they start like revamping and rescaling and opening up their parks, they're still not gonna be making the monthly revenue that they would normally make. So yeah. still, it's like, it's almost like one step forward, but two steps back in some categories. So then how can they get it to break even and then eventually, you know, get back to- Two years, I'm betting. It's gonna probably years. take at least two years to, yeah. to recoup the cost and go back to where they can start. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, because next year is gonna, because this year was a wash. Next year is gonna be, let's see what we can do. And then the following year, they might hone it in. Right and say, okay, this is what we can do. And I think they might be able to get away with more things next year just because it's the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. So it's like more of a celebration. And so maybe they can, again, get that extra premium, you know? Yeah. So yeah, we'll see what Disney does. Um, but again, they're they're filled with a, you know, a bunch of smart people there. So I, I'm sure that they'll find a way um, I'm interested to not really enrage people, but to, you know, try to push that envelope a little bit just to see if they can recoup their money mm -hmm. quicker than, than normal. It's going to be interesting because yeah. I don't think we're going to... 10 years ago, I knew how Disney was. It was really good. I mean, granted, it was... Bu In the last few years, it's been insanely busy. But 10 oh. years ago, it was it was very good. Yeah. Um, you know, you still had Fast Fest, but it wasn't nearly as insane as it has been. No. Didn't Af yeah. After COVID... I think a lot is going to change when we start going back. The new normal, we will never go back to 10 years ago. No. Or 15 years ago. No. Or even 20 years ago. Yeah. Like It's like an alternate timeline. It's like we'll never experience that again. Like It was just a dream. It was like a, a blink of an eye. Yeah. You know? I'm going to be interested. I I would assume they would bring hop, park hopping back. I, think, I really hope so. I think, I think that... I think they're not doing it right now because they want to try to keep as little moving around Yeah, it's as containment, possible. yeah. Um, so instead of like, if something were to happen at Epcot, it's not like those people, all like half of those people went to different parts and then it's like trying to contain, as much as you can. Yeah. But I think it's gonna be very interesting moving forward. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on what do you think is gonna happen after COVID with Disney? I'm just specifically was talking about the parks. I don't think we know exactly. I'm just saying, I think Disney's gonna take this opportunity to really scale down on their metrics. Yeah. Because that's part of it, right? You have to Again, decrease the costs yep. while still keeping the same ben uh, same uh, income. Right, yeah. It's sort of like trimming the fat off, so yeah. to speak. You know, so. it's like trying, it's like just a big garage sale. It's like, okay, what can we get away with selling or, n or not using or not bringing back yep. um, for this new way of life? It's for entertainment. I don't know. Um, but like a quick thing on the flip side, we're seeing like a huge resurgence in like collectibles. Like when you, when you talk about like trading cards, those that market is booming now because you, you have people who are not really going anywhere mm -hmm. and they're sort of falling back on their nostalgia of like, you know, uh, like pre-COVID. And then so they're, they're starting to accrue stuff. They're starting to collect things. So it's sort of like life has a way of balancing things out. So I found that really interesting, especially recently with the whole Pokemon boom. I've noticed that it's just exponentially rising. So we'll again see that that getting balanced back out. But again, I think yeah. it will take some time. We will have to wait and see. Yeah. All right. Well, it was a good discussion. We didn't get too much into the small, you know, minutia details. Right. I mean, we didn't even get into how our like the queues going to look with certain rides and like restaurants. Um, this was just an overall thing. If you guys want to see us have more discussions on this, or if we feel like it. it 
warrants it probably in the next six months we'll take a look at it again right yeah um but it was a great discussion to talk about yep. what do we think Disney is going to look like in the future. Make sure you comment below because we would like to hear your thoughts because everybody's experience with Disney in the past and what they're hoping or thinking in the future is it's going to be a great conversation. So definitely comment in the comment section below. Yes, please do. And don't forget, this is your place to, to get your Disney fix. Oh, man. Your place. All right, you guys. Your place. You have a good one. You too. Peace.